serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Bear Tooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh my goodness, Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. You know, this was your one chance, Fanny, and you let them down. Oh my goodness. This was like a, a freaking telenovela soap opera going on. This was like a, the craziest reality show ever watching Fanny Willis, the Georgia County, uh, the Georgia, the Fulton County, Georgia prosecutor who's been leading uh, the political persecution against the president, a president of the United States should be the president, but he's a president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. You know, uh, who was it that made this point? Was it Jonathan Turley or somebody? I think it was John Yu, the guy from um, uh, UC Berkeley law professor who said, okay, look, if if you're going to, you know, for the first time ever in our nation's history, lead this kind of assault against a president of the United States, you might want to have your ducks in a row. But anyway, this was this as I was watching all of the the highlights from the reality show uh, courtroom drama featuring Fanny Willis. Uh, there was this song that came to mind uh, by the great Reba McIntyre. You know, we just played Reba McIntyre's uh, national anthem at the Super Bowl on Sunday, and so. But this is the Reba McIntyre song. I don't, I don't want to have to sing it for you. I don't want to ruin your day in the first three minutes of the radio show this morning, so I'm not going to sing this song. Uh, but, you know, here's your one chance, Fanny, and you let them down. What was that little line about? Uh, man, it sounds like... Kissed me, kissed him on the cheek. What uh, is this? Is like the Nathan Wade traveling play-by-play uh, -play play here that Reba McIntyre is doing. That's what that needs to be the bumper music in any more of the Fannie Willis trial coverage or whatever this uh, courtroom is being. Is it being called the trial or, or what? The hearing, whatever. Uh, you lawyers can tell me the official terminology for it. But but during each of the the bumpers for the Fannie Willis soap opera, they just need to have the Reba McIntyre. You know, it, instead of the Law and Order dong, it'll be the the Reba McIntyre whenever they transition in between. You know, Nathan Wade testifying and then Fannie Willis testifying. By the way, did you see the look on Fannie Willis's lawyer's face, faces when she stormed into the courtroom? Because apparently they were telling Fannie, Fannie, you don't want to take the stand. Fannie, you keep your Fannie out of this courtroom, but no, no, no. Backwards dress and all, she comes storming in the courtroom and you can see the lawyers are like, no. No, why are you here? What are you doing? You know, the same look that Joe Biden's White House press team had on their faces when Joe Biden slowly pivoted and walked back to the podium. <laughs> no, no. Same look on her face, uh, her lawyer's faces as uh, Joe Biden's press team. John Stewart, you can use that one, too, uh, when you're back on Monday. All right. Meanwhile, we got to take a quick break. Securing America. The House Armed Services Committee holding a hearing Thursday examining why the U.S. military may be having problems keeping up with the threat posed by China. Committee Chairman Republican Mike Rogers of Alabama saying the military moves too slowly. 
while the Chinese have advanced in the fields of hypersonic weapons, AI, and space. These capabilities are being developed specifically to defeat our military and deny our ability to freely operate in the Pacific. Uh, we cannot let that happen. Democrat Adam Smith of Washington says the current mindset at the Pentagon needs to change. Follow the rules, follow the process, you will be rewarded for that. You will not be rewarded for taking chances. We need to change that culture. While William LaPlante, the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment, also testified the U.S. approach needs to be updated. We as a country have been reluctant to go into high rates of production since the end of the Cold War. And I think we're going to have to fundamentally take a different look at that. Kidding Rescue, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. We'll see some light snow and flurry activity around the area early on today, followed by some clearing developing this afternoon into this evening. High temperatures otherwise range from the mid-teens in Bozeman to 20 in the Billings area. For tonight, clear and cold, with a low temperature around 0 to 5 above. The outlook into Saturday calls for sunshine with highs in the low to mid-30s. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, yeah, that's right. Freedom Friday. Freak out. It's Friday, baby. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, oh, some of you are probably like, Aaron, I, I thought you would start the morning by talking about the big breaking news that came out yesterday. Oh, we'll get to that. We got four hours. Don't you worry about that. We'll get to the big breaking news. I just, I'm just in a good mood. It's a Friday. We got to, we got to have a little bit of fun to start off our morning here. Plus, I was, I was, you know, as I was doing the show prep this morning, looking for, okay, what audio do we got to have on, on cue, ready to roll? What are people going to want to talk about this morning? Uh, we always over prepare. We always have more audio than, than, uh, we have the opportunity to use, but, but you got to get prepared. And it was like, man, Fanny, all, all Fanny all the time. Fanny everywhere. I, you know, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. I'll bet you he was watching Fanny all day yesterday. I'll bet you that's, uh, that's a typical day for John Jackson, though, I think. I think. So, uh, you know, keeping his eye on, Fanny out there, uh, Fanny Willis, the uh, the uh, prosecutor out in Georgia, but uh, but yeah, big breaking news in the uh, U.S. Senate race here in Montana. I'll get to that in a second. I'm assuming most of you guys already heard the big news, didn't you? You already heard the big news that came out yesterday because uh, you have the Montana Talks app on your smartphone. Um, you, you turn all the other notifications off, but you leave the notifications for the Montana Talks app on. Because, you know, Facebook and Google and all these other left-wing social activist uh, tech companies, they don't want you to see the material that we produce. They do not want you to see the content that we produce. And so so you got to get it straight from the source in order to make sure you're seeing it every day. So I'm assuming you got the Montana Talks app. You already saw the big news as it broke yesterday afternoon. But don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get to it here because uh, I know people are going to want to react to it and, and talk about it this morning as well. Uh, let's see, um, Fanny Willis, though, my goodness, if you missed that coverage, let me see here, where do we begin? You know, you know what, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, let's start with Jesse Waters, because, man, he had a great, great program all around last night. Did you meet with Mr. Wade and talk to him about... Oh, well, hold on one second. First off, I think he leads into this by saying how, how Fannie Willis was basically a hot mess 
for the entire day on the witness stand. Did you meet with Mr. Wade and talk to him about the motion that I filed to disqualify you? On January, this first January motion? Yes. I don't know if you could say talked about. Um, I probably had some choice words about some of the things that you said that were dishonest within this motion. So I don't know that it was a conversation. As you know, Mr. Wade is a Southern gentleman. Me, not so much. <laughs> For the next two hours, Fannie was a hot mess. Flailing and filibustering. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Wills, to be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchant's. Miss Merchant's interests are per, uh, contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in, right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this is, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. Now, after the judge admonished everybody, Fannie admitted she and Wade had been dining out together for years before she hired him. Maybe I went to his office once or twice, but maybe once. And the purpose for going to his office would have been what? Maybe we would have went to Mellow Mushrooms for pizza or... Uh, Maybe he would have come for lunch. I'm sure we went by each other's office, though. But not often, not a lot. We, we both grinding. Oh, grinding. But they went to more than just Mellow Mushrooms. They went to Latin America, the Caribbean. And this was the part of the testimony where Fannie was able to exhibit her intellectual credentials. You know, credentials that you'd expect the DA prosecuting the former president to have. You also said that he was a world traveler and had been on many of the continents. Had been to six. Have you been on any of those continents with him? Um, Besides this one? Uh, where's Belize? What continent is that? I'm not being funny. I don't know. Let's say with the I've exception been to of the Belize with him. I've been to the Bahamas with him. I've been with Aruba with him. Don't embarrass me. I'm not sure what continents those are on. Whatever continents those are, that's where I've been. Okay. Aruba's in South America. Belize is in North America. She sounds like she's on the streets getting quizzed by Johnny. My goodness, uh, stacks on stacks on stacks. The funny, one of the funniest things too was okay. So, the big picture for those of you who don't remember how this whole thing started versus how it's going right now, is she is leading this political persecution against Donald J. Trump, uh, and she took six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in taxpayer funds, gave them to her boyfriend here, Nathan Wade. And she didn't want to tell everybody that, that he's actually her boyfriend. Um, so she was hiding that from the public after, you know, Team Trump and others were like, wait a minute. So she gives 650000 in taxpayer funds to this guy. And then where all did they travel to? I mean, whether you know what continents those are on, you know, those are pretty nice vacations. But I love her response. She's like, yeah, but I, I paid for some stuff, too. I, I paid for the wine tours. I bought him a bottle of wine, uh, <laughs> which, you know, hey, kids, this is actually... This is actually a pro tip for you out there. When, when your parents come to visit you, always offer to buy breakfast. And because then when dinner comes around, then they'll be like, oh, well, well, you bought breakfast. It's our turn to pay for a meal. So let us buy dinner because dinner is always going to be more expensive than breakfast. So, so you, but, but if you if you offer to pay for breakfast, you don't look like the big cheapskate that you actually are. So that's just a nice pro tip for you there. But she claims that she's paid for everything in cash. That's why there's no receipts. But uh, sounds like Team Trump had the receipts on Fannie Willis since day one.
Uh, all right, let's see. <laughs> yes, her uh, defense lawyers were like uh, Joe Biden's press team. No. She had her one chance, and fancy done let him down. All right, let's get to the big Montana news and more after this. Plus, phone lines are open for you on Freedom Friday on the show where Montana gets to talk. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lock. It's not every day that 1970s crooner Maxine Nightingale lends insight to the state of political affairs on Capitol Hill. But that's certainly what happened with the Senate and the foreign aid spending package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. President Biden ordered up a supplemental spending request for the aid package last fall, but some conservatives balked. They said they wouldn't support the plan unless the Senate first cobbled together a bill to bolster border security. Bipartisan senators did just that. And after a three-month detour, Senate Republicans incinerated the plan despite the earlier demand. So the Senate revoked to the international aid package and after some delays by opponents finally approved the measure but don't forget this is what democrats wanted to do in the first place and in short the senate got right back to where it started from on the foreign aid bill with the speaker's lobby chad pergram fox news Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, egg real estate values in the area covered by the Kansas City Fed, which stretches from western Missouri to Wyoming, stayed strong through the end of 2023. That's according to the latest survey of bankers in the area covered by the 10th Federal Reserve District. In fact, they said the value of non-irrigated farmland in this region grew by about 10% from a year ago, despite sharply higher interest rates and a moderation in farm income and credit conditions. Now, the area covered by the district includes Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Wyoming, as well as western Missouri and northern New Mexico. In some other news here on this Friday morning, Washington insiders say that crop insurance could cost an additional $27.7 billion over the next decade. A Congressional Budget Office report says that the government currently pays roughly 62% of each dollar in premiums and that sales of livestock and forage policies are exploding. A farm doc report says that crop insurance costs should rise by 29% to nearly $125 billion for the decade ending in 2033. However, despite the increase, it says USDA spending on crop and livestock subsidies and land stewardship programs should remain stable. Stay with us. We'll have more egg news right after this. Spend a few days in Billingstown. Come to the main show. Look around Montana Agri-Trade Exposition. It's the main show, February 15th through 17th at Metro Park. Check out more than 600 displays with the latest ag innovations. See the bullpen and get expert answers to all your questions. Plus, enter to win prizes from C&B Operations and Billings Dermatology and Aesthetics. For free tickets, visit any Stockman Bank or themainshow.com. Montana Agri-Trade Exposition. Hi, this is Tim Larson with Sydney Livestock Market Center in Sydney, Montana. I'm a member of the Livestock Marketing Association, and I've had a front row seat to the loss of livestock producers across our area. 
This is a critical threat to our industry and our nation. Producers face growing challenges with input costs and the ability to access land for livestock production. The clock is also ticking on tax policy that could have dire consequences for our industry. Let's get active, get talking, and create a brighter future for us all. Learn more at ProducerProfitability.com. Well, the American Lamb Summit is now scheduled for July of 2025 at the University of Idaho instead of this summer. This biannual industry event addresses critical strategies to help improve the sheep industry's overall competitiveness and profitability. Now, they say the change was made to allow industry representatives to attend LAMEX 24, another biannual event attracting sheep producers from Australia and around the globe, which is taking place this August. And finally this morning, the National Association of Wheat Growers has awarded Chairman Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania with its 2023 Wheat Leader of the Year Award for his work as chair of the House Ag Committee. NOG also presented 19 members of Congress with its Wheat Advocates Award. And from our region, that list includes Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas, Senator John Tester from Montana, Senator Pete Ricketts from Nebraska, and Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado, as well as Congressman Tracy Mann of Kansas and South Dakota Congressman Dusty Johnson. For the Western Ag Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, that's right, Tim. Yeah, a man ain't a plan, Tim. A man ain't a plan. It's just companionship. It's just, a man ain't a plan. Man, I, I tell you what, I want I, I want Fannie Willis to replace Kamala Harris as the vice president. You know, I, I mean, at least she she her words are funny. Uh, at least she's fun to listen to. Kamala Harris, it's like that that the cackle. The word salad, oh my goodness, it's painful. At least Fanny Willis, I mean, that Fanny is funny. I'll tell you what, I, I get it. In fact, you know, I'm thinking about it. You know, when I hear Fanny Willis, the uh, Fulton County prosecutor, uh, speak yesterday, I think she could be the new Bozeman city manager. Fanny Willis for Bozeman city manager. I just sent that out via, via Twitter, via x.com slash Aaron Flint. Fanny Willis for Bozeman city manager. I mean, you got to pay her in cash, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she's going to want her fu money, just like the Bozeman city manager wants his fu money. And so, but but you got to pay her in cash. Uh, so uh, stacks uh, stacks of cash that she can keep in her house. Now we have to warn Fanny, though. Look, Fanny, if you come to Bozeman, Montana, and you buy a fancy house, and you and people know you keep all that the stacks of cash in your house and in your mattress. There's a whole bunch of illegal aliens running around Bozeman, and uh, they like to target homes like that, uh, especially if you're traveling all over the world, especially if you're not you know, actually living in Bozeman full time. You just got like a second house. So, so the illegal aliens will try to target your house and break into your house. So just FYI, Fanny, if you decide to come to Bozeman, Montana for your FU money and take the new city manager job, uh, just to FYI, you're going to want a good safe uh, to store that. Go see our friends at Northwest Safe and get a safe. Uh, you're going to want to store that cash in a, in a well-protected manner because a whole bunch of illegal aliens running around Bozeman right now. Uh, we've, uh, we've seen arrest after arrest after arrest, which makes you wonder how many other illegal aliens are out there that haven't been caught yet. Uh, speaking of the Bozeman city, oh, first, Tim and Savage says this. My favorite cut from Fanny 
was about how she and the dude are, quote, just friends together for friendship and companionship. Just just friends with benefits, Tim. Just friends with benefits. Uh, very nice benefits. Uh, thanks to the $650,000 in taxpayer funds that she gave her friend. Her, her friend. All right, what about the Bozeman city manager? Let's see here. NBC Montana. The city, uh, uh, Bozeman city manager offers resignation with full severance package. So apparently the Bozeman city manager, this uh, Jeff Mihalik uh, guy who uh, was talking about the FU money and was mocking his bosses, the elected officials on the you know, Bozeman mayor, Bozeman city commission. He was mocking the people of Bozeman, talking about how obnoxious you are and bugging him on Saturdays with emails and bugging him about the bears in town. Small town Adam Schiff. Remember that guy? So the city... Uh, uh, he, he has offered up his resignation, but he wants a full severance package. He wants some FU money. He'll, he'll resign, but you better give him some FU money if he's going to resign. So he's going full fanny on him. The city did not accept the offer. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa. Jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies in prison. He was 47. We're told the 47-year-old felt unwell after a walk on Friday and almost immediately lost consciousness. The Kremlin says it's checking these reports. Fox to Jonathan Savage in London. Navalny was the harshest critic of the Russian President Vladimir Putin. In battle, Fulton County DA Bonnie Willis will be back on the witness stand today. Her second day of testimony comes after defending her romantic relationship with Donald Trump's special prosecutor Nathan Wade. Fox's Brooke Singman spoke exclusively with former President Trump after Willis's testimony yesterday, and he tells me, "quote It is so badly tainted. The case will have to be dropped. There is no way they can have a case. The whole thing was a scam to get money for the boyfriend." America is listening to Fox News. Okay, I'll start getting serious uh, with you now. We've joked about Fanny and the FU money and the Bozeman city manager long enough. Let's get into the serious big news of the day here. You just heard some of it in that Fox News update. But uh, first, yeah, according to this. According to this NBC Montana report, the city of Bozeman is not accepting uh, the the conditions uh, that were set by the Bozeman city manager. Oh, I'll resign, but you better give me a full severance uh, package. So the city is uh, is not accepting that, not accepting that uh, uh, offers. Uh, so uh, anyway, we'll, we will see what <clears throat> what happens next. There for sure. Okay, you you just heard the the big breaking news from earlier this morning. In fact, I saw this from Politico. Uh, just before, I think it was in the 5 o'clock hour, I, I shared the Politico breaking news uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. The Russian opposition leader, uh, Navalny, dead, <clears throat> dead in prison. You just heard the report there during that Fox News update. And Man, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, um, Navalny dead, first off. It, here we are. We got a Fannie Willis update leading the political persecution against Donald uh, Donald J. Trump. But he, here you go. You got you got Joe Biden and the Democrats in America jailing their political opposition. Very Putin-esque, isn't it? You've got you, you've got Joe Biden and the Democrats colluding to try to put President Donald Trump behind bars, to try to put him in prison, to try to remove him from the ballot. And they're not just doing it to Trump. They're doing it to peaceful pro-life protesters. Uh, they're giving gulags uh, condi uh, style conditions to to other uh, to other people that they politically disagree with. 
They're trying to remove our great Attorney General Austin Knutson off of the ballot here in Montana. These people in America have Putin-esque tactics that they are using. But 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 I don't know about you, but just uh, and again, you, you guys know me. I'm not I'm not the type of, of radio host that's just trying to freak people out and get people all whipped up into uh, a, a, a frenzy of fear. In fact, I've tried to strike that word fear from my vocabulary altogether. But when I hear this news report about Navalny dead, it it, it eerily reminds me of when uh, Masood was assassinated right before the 9-11 terror attacks. You remember Massoud was the, the opposition leader uh, against the Taliban in Afghanistan. He was the freedom fighter, uh, uh, you know, uh, taking the fight to the, to the Taliban. And you remember, right before they launched the 9-11 terror attacks, that was the precursor. Uh, that was the precursor when, that something big was going to happen. It was when they assassinated Massoud, uh, the, the leader of the Northern Alliance. I, I sent an email uh, earlier this morning, just a few minutes ago, to Sam Faddis. Sam Faddis is a former CIA operations officer. Uh, and, uh, you know, anyway, very uh, I've interviewed him on the show before. Uh, full career as a CIA operations officer. I said, Navalny dead. The Russia space nuke story earlier this week. The Malmstrom Air Force Base lockdown and false alarm there. Uh, is, uh, is there something going on here? Is this Navalny death a potential precursor? What he says next. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, yeah, let me let me tell you the question that I sent to uh, former uh, CIA operations officer Sam Faddis earlier this morning, and then I'll tell you what he said in response. Uh, first, though, we got a couple of messages that came in on our Montana Talks app. This one came from Ayers in Billings. If the Bozeman city manager is a hired, non-elected position, the same as Billings does, under a contract, he will legally have to be paid the remainder of his contract. Billings has done this multiple, uh, if not more times in the past. All right, Ayers, thanks for that message. Uh, Jay in Billings sent us this message before the show kicked off this morning, and uh, he likely saw the story on our Montana Talks website. Jay says this, I would like to thank Congressman Rosendale for hearing our voice. He is not a politician. Like him or not, agree or not, Matt Rosendale is a statesman. And it is the more difficult path to walk, the road less traveled. Jay, thanks for that message. So, so what is Jay referring to here? If you like, if you missed the story on our Montana Talks website, we sent this out. The breaking news alert yesterday afternoon: Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale is dropping out of the U.S. Senate race here in Montana. I'll get to that story here in just a second. Uh, yeah, I've got got the details there uh, uh, and, and more responses, et cetera. Not only is he dropping out of the U.S. Senate race, but it is unclear at this time if he will if he will run for reelection in the U.S. House. So uh, anyway, I'll get to that story here in just a second. All right. First, though, yeah, 
Here's the message. I, I just sent a quick email off to Sam Fattis, a, a retired CIA operations officer. He also headed up their CWMD uh, outfit there, which is uh, count Countering Weapons of Mass Destruction. He was the first covert operations officer on the ground in Iraq uh, before the Iraq war. Um, and very interesting guy to chat with. We've had him on the show a number of times here. But, I, uh, you know, I, I sent a very quick email because I'm in the middle of getting ready and uh, getting ready for and doing a, a radio program here. So I just had to send off a quick message. Sam, Navalny's dead. We had the Russia space nuke story earlier this week. We had Malmstrom Air Force Base here in Montana under a lockdown yesterday. Uh, sounds like it was mostly a false alarm there based on what, what I've seen. Uh, maybe our, our friends like Evan and Belt can tell us uh, more of the background on that. But anyway, put all these things together. And, and uh, you know, I, I asked this question. Is the Navalny death a potential precursor to something big coming? much like the assassination of Massoud before 9-11. This, this was one of the things when they, when they look back on history, they say, they say, wow, the assassination of Massoud, the Northern Alliance leader, the, the freedom-fighting leader uh, against the Taliban in Afghanistan, when they assassinated him, that ended up being the precursor that something big was about to happen, and of course did. So, so, you know, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, trying to, you know, I'm, I'm never one of those guys that just try to get a bunch of big, big fear uh, campaign out there going because there's enough crazy stuff in the headlines every single day with these illegal aliens that you don't, I don't need to manufacture uh, something. I don't need to raise a question to get people concerned about what's going on in America. People are concerned about what's going on in America because they see every day what's going on in America right now. Uh, but here's what Sam Fattis said in response here. He says... There are so many warning lights flashing at this point, it would, it would be hard to even count them all. And I said, yeah, that's basically what the FBI director, Ray, said on Capitol Hill here recently. Remember, he says there's, there's blinking lights, there's flashing lights everywhere, something to that effect. And then he, and then he sent me um, another response to that. He says, there is no border. We are actively assisting in bringing people illegally into this country. The Iranians either already have nuclear weapons or are days away from having them. The Chinese have completely infiltrated our government and our power structure. We could go on down this road forever. There are some very powerful people who want to destroy this country. And right now they're doing a very good job of it. That's what Sam Fattis had to say in that. And so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that, that was the big uh, breaking news story on the national front this morning that uh, just like Joe Biden is cracking down on his political opponents in America, uh, we, we've seen uh, Vladimir Putin do that in Russia. And now the uh, the chief opposition leader who who Putin already put behind bars is now dead. And uh, meanwhile, the Democrats still try to put Donald Trump behind bars, still try to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. All right. Let's see. Uh, oh, here's the here's the Peter Ducey report uh, real quick for you on uh, Navalny. And then uh, I'll get into this big Montana news story here right after that. The early Russian state media coverage is claiming that Navalny passed away from a blood clot that got detached. We obviously have no idea what actually happened here. Uh, but this is something that gets the other big international Russia story off the front pages, at least for this morning, which was that U.S. 
at the U.S. and its allies are growing increasingly concerned and trying to figure out how to respond to a possible plan by Putin to put some sort of a nuclear device to take out spy satellites in outer space. All right. Uh, let's get into the big Montana story now. We had this story breaking news yesterday afternoon, Thursday afternoon. Uh, according to Politico, Politico was first to break this news. It's now been confirmed by several sources, and I've seen the statement uh, myself as well. Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale is dropping out of the U.S. Senate race. Rosendale just announced one week ago that he was running for the U.S. Senate. He did it last Friday morning, and then just hours later, President Trump endorsed Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in that race. The question now is, will Rosendale run for re-election in the U.S. House of Representatives, or is he done with Congress altogether? Uh, yeah, I shared the uh, the tweet from Burgess Everett from Politico yesterday afternoon, a little after 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Montana time. Rosendale not running for Senate anymore. From that Politico report, here's what Rosendale said in a prepared statement. He said, quote, as everyone knows, I have planned to run for the U.S. Senate and to win both the primary and the general election. However, the day I announced... President Trump then announced that he was endorsing a different candidate. By my calculations, with Trump endorsing my opponent and the lack of resources, the hill was just too steep. So to the other question here, will Rosendale run for reelection in the U.S. House? Because when I first saw the, the news out of Politico, I was like, oh, OK, oh, all right, great. You know, Congressman Rosendale will step out of the Senate race which just makes sense. I mean, we've been talking about this for the last week, which just makes sense. You know, he wasn't raising the money for a Senate run. Then Trump comes out and endorses Tim Sheehy. Tim Sheehy is a Navy SEAL veteran with an incredible story uh, that, that actually has a shot at taking out John Tester. I mean, it's still going to be a massive uh, fight, but he's got a shot at doing it. So why not just stay in the House and stay in the fight there? That's what we've been saying. For months, we've actually been saying that. Why not stay in the fight in the House? And so so when I first saw the political news, I thought, oh, okay, he's oh, all right. Okay, good. Now now we can have an incumbent in the East. We can have an incumbent in the West. Both the members of Congress run for reelection. And now we've got you know a Navy SEAL to take the fight to liberal Senator John Tester. And, and now Republicans can hopefully unite and, and focus on winning Supreme Court seats and, and holding OPI and holding all these other positions and defending their Republican supermajority in the legislature. But but now the question is, is will he run for reelection? So in this statement and KTVH television included this in their report, Rosendale said he will be returning back to Montana soon to be with his family and will, quote, prayerfully consider what is next. Uh, so so, yeah, it sounds like he hasn't made up his mind yet on, on if he is going to run for reelection in the House of Representatives or not. Uh, now, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy uh, uh, offered a, 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 a gracious words for Congressman Rosendale in a tweet shared via X.com yesterday saying this. Matt Montana is grateful for your service and for showing Washington, D.C. what it means to hold the line on reckless spending. I know working together. We will win this race and defeat John Tester. Uh, so full story and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Uh, uh, let's see. Freedom Friday. Our friend George Blackard in the house here in just a few minutes. Always great to see him. I saw him at the grocery store. I felt like I was I spotted a celebrity. I was like, oh, man, it's George Blackard. 
Oh, my goodness. I tried to get his autograph, and he, uh, you know, about hit me with the grocery cart. But, uh, you know, he's got to do that all the time. He runs into fans everywhere he goes. But, uh, anyway, great to have George coming up. Um, I do want to get to the Montana Family Foundation legislative update. We've got that uh, racked and stacked for you here this morning uh, from our friend Jeff Lasloff. He uh, always provides a great legislative update. Uh, hey, uh, definitely want to get your reactions to the big news, whether the national news or the big Montana news. Send us a message on our Montana Talks app or, hey, Freedom Friday coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. You know, we we, uh, we take your phone calls as well as uh, as George Blackard, our Navy veteran friend, sidekicks w- with us on this show as well. Uh, all right, lots to come. Uh, a big, big news day here on this Friday. Now, here's the morning Sean Hannity update. I'm not against immigration. I'm for legal immigration. All four of my grandparents were immigrants. They came here with no money in their pocket, next to no money, from Ireland. All four of them, they came. They went through Ellis Island. They came in legally. I assume that there was some type of vetting back in the day. It was certainly not as as perilous a time as this in a post-9-11, post-October 7th world that we live in. Romney's argument is, well, we can't stand back and let Putin have his way with Europe. No, the Republicans were saying, secure the border first. And I would add to that, get your budget in balance first. Then we can talk about issues involving how much money is left. How much should America's contribution be? Join Sean later today, right here on the Sean Hannity Show. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Time now for a legislative update brought to you by the Montana Family Foundation. Here's president of the Montana Family Foundation and former Speaker Pro Tem, Montana House of Representatives, Jeff Lasloffy. At the Montana Family Foundation, our three most frequently asked questions are who are you, what do you do, and how do you do it? Sadly, the most important question rarely gets asked, but we'll talk about that in a moment. So, question number one, who are we? I've heard us described as the conservative offset to the ACLU. Others say we're the Christian voice in the legislature. Still others call us the conservative social values organization. 
When our movement was founded in the late 1980s by Focus on the Family founder, Dr. James Dobson, he described us as a loosely affiliated group of state-level organizations dedicated to preserving traditional social values from a Judeo-Christian perspective. I think that pretty well sums it up. Now, 30 years later, there are 40 of us under the banner of the Family Policy Alliance. So that's who we are. The second question is, what do we do? And the answer to that question is partially found in the answer to the first. We speak from a Judeo-Christian biblical perspective to four main issues in society. The first is life, which encompasses abortion, euthanasia, human cloning, and embryonic stem cell research. The second is marriage and family, which encompasses divorce and its effect on children, same-sex marriage, transgenderism, and other similar issues that seem to crop up on a near-daily basis. The third is school choice. The desire for every child and their parents to be able to survey a vast array of educational options and choose the one best suited for that particular child. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all education. And fourth is religious freedom, the ability of every person to worship God as they so choose, free from governmental interference or restriction. Those are the four areas that make up what we do. The next most frequently asked question is how do we do it? That's easy. We spend a significant amount of time influencing those who make the decisions, be that in the legislature, the governor's office, the courts, the Department of Justice, and even in the churches where we educate and inform. Many churches and pastors have no idea that religious liberty is under threat to the degree that it is. And that brings us to the fourth question, the one rarely asked, but the one that's most important. Simon Sinek calls it the why of what we do. Why do we do what we do? For us, the answer is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God ordained the family as the smallest unit of government, and the founders, though they did not set up a theocracy, did lay out in the First Amendment the protections necessary for the gospel to flourish. Protections such as the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of assembly. At the Montana Family Foundation, we work every day to protect those liberties so that every Christian is free to know Christ and to make him known. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government and your input does make a difference. Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org. All right. Thanks, Jeff uh, Lasloffy, for that great update. Uh, hey, we got uh, Freedom Friday coming up here uh, right after this Fox News update at the top of the hour. Our friend George Blackard in the house. Hey, uh, you know, in fact, it's, it's about time for my mid-morning snack here. Let's see. I've got the Ranch Dorados below me here. Oh, I love these uh, pizza curls. These pizza curls. Man, they're they're good. Um, a lot of good flavor. Tastes like a little piece of pizza almost. But it's a protein snack. Pretty cool. Only 110 calories, 16 grams of protein, only two grams of carbs, only one gram of sugar. And uh, yeah, pizza curls. Tastes good. Good mid-morning snack. And uh, hey, I get that through Billings Last Diet. Ideal protein products. I get them through Billings Last Diet. That's the program that helped me lose 30 pounds in under three months. And I've kept it off gal, five plus years later. So if you're somebody who's looking to lose the weight... You know, you've been hitting the gym hard, but for some reason you still got those pounds on there. Get a hold of our friends at Billings Last Diet. It's the program that works. BillingsLastDiet.com.